Hi, I'm Nicole Davidson, and this is the Negotiation in Real Life podcast, the show where we take the lessons learned in real life negotiations to help you build your negotiation toolkit. We'll be hearing from lawyers, entrepreneurs, and senior business people about their best and worst negotiations. Negotiation is one of the most important skills for success in business and in life, but it's a skill we are rarely taught. For many of us, we develop our skills purely through trial and error. We see what works, discard what doesn't, and if we're lucky, we'll have a few good mentors along the way. In this podcast, we're going to give you access to an even greater range of negotiation mentors. Enjoy this episode and please reach out if you have any questions. In today's episode of Negotiation in Real Life, I speak with Alan Watmore, the founder of Banula.io, Australia's online marketplace for sustainable goods. In our discussion, we talk about negotiating when you don't have specific experience in the industry, the importance of research and suggestions for how to do it, why you should ask questions to understand the client before negotiating, how to get information from a reluctant talker, and much, much more. I hope you enjoy listening to the episode and take away some great tips. Alan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, morning, Nicole. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So, Alan, I know that you're an entrepreneur and have some very interesting negotiations, no doubt, in that side of things. And previously, you've negotiated in other contexts as as an employee and in other areas, which we'll explore as well. Before we get into that, perhaps you can just give our listeners a brief overview of who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. So my name's Alan. I'm the founder of Banula.io. Banula.io is an online marketplace for sustainable goods. And we tend to partner with Australian brands that have a set of core values that differentiate them from traditional businesses. And we do so to make it easier for people to shop sustainably online. So um, an example of those values could be that the products are vegan friendly, or they're made from recycled materials, or they're made by a women-led business. Um, and again, we do so just to make it easier for people to shop sustainably online. Fantastic. Sounds like an excellent um, website to be looking at. And hopefully some of our listeners will jump on there and have a look and do their bit for the environment as well. Um, in terms of negotiations, I know we had a quick chat the other day about some of the experience and, um, you know, you've had different experiences of negotiation. What are some of the um, most interesting negotiations you've been involved in in your career? Uh, it's a good question. I think, yeah, just uh, probably like negotiating with someone with having minimal exposure to their industry. Uh, an example could be when we first started the business or Banula, there were some some tasks or some, some things that were very specific that we wanted to get done. And so we would then speak to people and ask them about uh, what the process or what their process was, uh, what the fees were, X, Y, Z. And so those conversations um, at the start were very different to conversations that we had with that same person or someone from that industry once we had some exposure to the industry and we learned a bit more. So I think that was the the one of the biggest experiences like I, I just remember times when we first started when we were reaching out to people around uh whether it was design or 
uh, if it was automation or specific functions within the business and people had their value proposition, which they uh, sent to us. And so because we didn't necessarily have anything to compare it or benchmark it to, uh, that was a process of learning in itself. So um, yeah, if that answers so the how, question. How did that play out for you then? Because I think one of the examples you mentioned the other day was around SEO. Um, search engine optimization for those in the audience who don't know what SEO is. Um, and I think you talked about, you know, because you didn't have that background knowledge, the, the, the provider on the other side was actually able to negotiate a deal that really was much more than you needed and more expensive. Is that sort of the outcomes yeah, of, of these situations? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the uh, earlier experiences we had with speaking to people about STO was um, their proposition was that you pay a set amount and then for that amount, you're entitled to a number of keywords that they can help you rank for. But there there wasn't any discussion around, you know, on-page optimization, off-page, technical SEO, improving website performance, building domain authority, getting backlinks. So yeah, the service in which sounded uh, resourceful at the time or good to know, to uh, realizing later only made up perhaps 2% of the overall process that needed to get done. So, you know, not knowing that at the start makes it challenging to be able to negotiate because there's still so much that you are left to uncover. So, you know, basically we did a whole bunch of research. Um, we listened to, yeah, a series of case studies and other businesses who went about this process and what they do. And we looked at from from an industry perspective and um, yeah, basically a user intent perspective. Um, and so uh, the conversations that we're now able to have with uh, independents and external firms are ones in which we can really uh, get the most value out of the conversation, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it's a real challenge for entrepreneurs, isn't it? Because a lot of the time you are having to bring in different service providers from areas that are beyond your expertise. Um, yeah. And you don't always have time to build that expertise. Has there been anything else that you've found to sort of manage that challenge with other areas? Because obviously you've now built your SEO experience through trial and error and doing, as you said, lots of research. Um, if you had another area come up where you didn't have experience, how would you approach that negotiation knowing the challenges um, that you yeah, face? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. And look, to be fair, like the process is is ongoing. It's not a, a one-time fix, so to speak. So although we've done a series of research into SEO, we're still uh, very much in our infancy of being able to uh, build a website in a way that helps meet user intent and actually gives value to the person who comes onto the website. So mm. in saying that though, when it comes to new things um, or new skill sets that you you want, you, it's almost like you you... You know, you take the time to think about, okay, um, how much is this going to cost? Perhaps if I outsource it and then what could be the potential impact or benefit to me if I was to spend perhaps a portion of my time to learn and understand at least the, yeah. at least the overall basis of how, um, of what is involved. And so therefore that necessarily doesn't mean that you need to invest all of your time to the detriment of other tasks or functions, but you can get a bit of an understanding at least. And that in turn will help you. Um, yeah. Uh, tremendously, you know, when you're having conversations with other businesses and, you know, a lot of the times research doesn't necessarily have to be in the form of written text or video 
Um, it's essentially what is most comfortable to you. So, you know, just, you know, if it, if it means that being able to meet with people and offer them something of value in return for learning about their industry, um, and that's something that you find helps you in your learning, that is beneficial to you and also beneficial to the person that you're speaking to as well. So I think um, probably, yeah, for people listening in the audience is just think about, um, what you get the most enjoyment out of when it comes to learning new things. And um, yeah, and these days, the amount of content that's available for free without any cost oh. is growing more and more and more. And so with enough time and persistence, if it's something that you truly enjoy doing and you want to do, um, you will eventually get there. If that yeah, the I think that's right, isn't it? And I, I guess the challenge is when it's an area that you don't enjoy and, and aren't really interested in, but need it for the business, it becomes a bit more difficult. And I guess, you know, it's interesting you said, you know, you've got to choose the way that you want to do your research because to me, research could also be, um, you know, getting feedback from others. You know, the, the more we can learn from other people's mistakes. And, and this is where I think some of the, the networking organisations for entrepreneurs, um, even some of the Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups where people share their experiences of, oh my God, this is where I got caught out and this is the mistakes that I made, um, are a really good way to sort of, you know, dig into some of them to see, well, what are the trips and tricks and traps that I need to avoid um, when I'm going into this particular space? Yes. And I think to your point as well, like it's, you know, being able to be okay with receiving constructive and positively framed feedback is something in which, uh, yeah, I'm sure if you speak to any business owner is something that they would find of value. And it can be challenging sometimes because particularly when you're starting out, um, essentially, it is your belief and your idea that is fueling the, the startup, essentially, or the project, yeah. whatever it is that you're doing. And sometimes receiving feedback that is different in any way to the belief system that it's based on can be really challenging to hear. And sometimes, you know, it can be very easy to attribute that with uh, negative behavior or a sinister type kind of like, yeah context so i think realistically the more open you can be um with talking to people about it and asking for feedback the the easier it then becomes and then it almost uh helps you uh build a mindset of almost building to order in the sense that you know if you're building something that gets to benefit someone else and also helps you um that is something in which you should be really proud of and something that you should continue to do and you will uh, also get better at it as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Great advice. Now you also mentioned that um, in your previous role, and I believe if I'm correct, you had a background in um, business development. So obviously lots of negotiations going on in that side of things. Um, what sort of negotiations did you do when you were in those roles? Yeah. So it was a series. So it might be, so in financial services, uh, you have certain, uh, what you call maybe advisor groups or certain demographics in which they may have an approved product list of products that they could recommend. And it's always good for your product to be on there. So it could be recommended to clients in their best interest. And so that would be a form of potentially negotiation that you would go through. Um, you know, you may be looking to um, basically tender for, a set of business and being able to really understand the end customer's concerns and what the needs are from my experience really puts you in the best position that you can 
negotiate. I think it'd be, it can be easy to uh, think about negotiation as a like almost conflict, if that makes sense, as one person's doing one and the other person's coming from somewhere else. But I think if there could be more time spent on understanding and asking questions um, for the purpose of really uh, providing value to that person where it almost doesn't seem like negotiation at the end of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's more like a friendly conversation, isn't it? Yes. And building that relationship on which the negotiation is based. And that's that's exactly the style of negotiation that I um, teach as opposed to what I call the Donald Trump style of negotiation. I take all. Um, so what did you learn? I mean, what were some of the techniques that you developed as you were doing that sort of work to actually get people to open up? Because one of the challenges is often if the person you're negotiating with thinks of negotiation more as that sort of hardball Donald Trump style, if I tell you anything, you'll use it against me. Um, it can yes. be really hard to understand what's important to the client, what the values are. What sort of techniques did you develop and, and how did you use those to get more information from the clients? Yeah, sure. So there's probably, there's no one set thing, so to speak. I think, um, you know, if you're, if you can frame your conversation in a way that you're demonstrating that you genuinely care for the person that you're speaking to and uh, their well-being and their business, that's something that is naturally going to, um, yeah, result in a positive and uh, a better conversation. And I think depending upon what information that you need to know that will help you uh, position your value to the client. I think if you can break down the questions um, or the big questions down to almost bite-sized pieces or, um, you know, ones that um, would be very easy for someone to talk about and you can stem a conversation from there in your own head or later when you go back and review or reflect on how the meeting went or your notes, you can um, make some uh, educated assumptions on uh, essentially uh, the answers that you're looking for. And then perhaps you can then use that to then uh, offer back to the customer or you're speaking to, and from their response, get an idea of whether you might've overestimated or underestimated. So um, I think, yeah, if uh, again, just making it and framing it that you are doing so in their best interest, because you genuinely are, and um, in turn, being able to uh, really uh, almost, yeah, make the questions or make the conversation as easy for them to be able to talk about and feel comfortable as possible. So, um, and being open and honest, particularly if there's something that you don't necessarily know, but you have a genuine interest in and you will go and um, basically find out the answer or do what it is that you said you were going to do. So... I think, yeah, to answer your question, there's no one set thing, but um, yeah, the more of almost the basics um, of what you can imagine um, put together will make a difference to your relationships and in turn negotiation. Yeah, great. Um, and have you found that you've had to change your negotiation style at all um, from when you were in business development to when you're now running your own business? Uh Yes, in the sense that you're speaking to people that are from different industries that have different sets of challenges. So I think that is different. Ultimately, though, the fact of being able to care and do the very best by your own customer or your clients, that's something which is universal. Mm. Um, but I think, um, yeah, 
in in saying that though there is a benefit from working with businesses in a different industry and being able to bring those learnings to the industry that you may be working in at current because there may be learnings that um you know people might not necessarily know because they just haven't had exposure to it so yeah. and I have think you got that, any have you got any examples of where you've come across that in practice uh i think I think, yeah, like to be fair, in previous roles, it was very much um, a people's based business and working in a marketplace, it is that now, but it, it is at the same time, you're also building a platform. So I think it, you know, when you're, when you're connecting with individuals in a digital sense through a platform, uh, the challenges are very different in the sense that you're not you're not meeting the person face to face. You're not speaking with them over the phone. You're being at, you're trying to present the same value as you would in if you were having a conversation to them in a way that is easy for them to understand. So that's something which is an ongoing challenge that we face. But effectively, it's the benefit being is that it puts you in a position to be creative and think about ways that you can really connect with your customers and go over and above. You know, I think you know you hear this term more and more that businesses. Um, and their success is dependent upon a sense of being community driven and really, um, you know, looking out for their fans and looking out for their customers and going above and beyond when possible. So I think if those, if you have those fundamentals at heart, uh, and that is the yeah the core pillar of the way you do business or negotiate, I think that will put you in a really positive position to start with. So, absolutely, I think I agree with most of that. Um, can I ask, have you ever had any formal training in negotiation? Because I'm, I'm assuming that negotiation takes up a fair chunk of time in running your business and in previous roles. Have you ever actually had formal training? Uh, not specifically. Like in previous roles, you, there, we had exposure to some uh, like unstructured courses that just taught you uh, just things in which you may not necessarily think about, uh, but thing, but small things that can help you know whoever you're speaking to um, be the very best version of themselves mm. in that meeting and not be worried about how they may be perceived or um, you know what would be the result if they were to share that information with you because ultimately yeah you're, you're the um, you're there to build relationships that are long-standing and are mutually beneficial so yeah. um, the way you would do that is, yeah, really getting to know the person and finding out what their challenges are and then building solutions to solve those problems. Yeah, I love that phrase that you used. You're actually there to help the other person be the best version of themselves. What would be your number one tip um, or what did you learn that helps you to do that? Uh, number one number one tip. I think um, it's, good. it's a good question. I think uh, like, A, just really looking at, like who it is that you're speaking to and you may have a commercial agenda in the sense that you may need to onboard this client or you're looking to do business with them but ultimately you know the person that you're speaking to has gone through a set of life experiences in which no matter where they where they are or who they are there is something that you can gain and learn from speaking to them and so i think being able to uh yeah look at the individual the business whoever it is and identify the things that they do really well and being able to ask them about it um, which in turn shows initiative and that you're interested but also helps you learn something as well mm. so 
Yeah, fantastic. Well, Alan, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today. It's been a pleasure to hear about some of your experiences of negotiation and some of the things you do. As I said earlier, I think um, the idea of a um, platform to do sustainable shopping sounds fantastic. So how can our listeners learn more about that and, and where can they get to see how they can do their bit for the environment? Yeah, thanks, Nicole. So you can head to, for anyone out there, you can head to the website, which is Banula, B A N yula.io that's banula.io or you can follow us on instagram which is banula.official um, or you can also type in banula on linkedin and facebook and follow us there or feel free to connect with me directly on linkedin alan botmore and um, or send me a direct message or an email and if there's anything i can do to help and support you i would absolutely love to know um, and yeah nicole i really appreciate the time um, and the fact that you having me on and I can just tell by the, the type of content and the way you connect with your audience, I know that they would find that a value. So um, again, thanks for taking the time to have me. Absolute pleasure, Alan. And thanks again. And I will put all of those many contact details that you've got in the show notes so that people can easily find and reach out to you. So thanks again for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Nicole. We'll chat to you later. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Negotiation in Real Life podcast. If you've taken away some great tips from this episode, I'd love to hear about it. So please connect with me via my website or LinkedIn. If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to learn more tips to improve your negotiations, head to our website, nicoledavidsonnegotiation.com.au, where you can follow my blog, view presentations and download resource sheets. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you get every episode as it comes out. If you have an interesting negotiation story that you'd like to share with my audience, head to the website and complete a guest application form. Until the next episode, happy negotiating.